Yahoo has just disclosed that it lost 500 million accounts in one of the largest ever data breaches, which seems to date from 2014. Hi, I'm Matthew Schwartz, Executive Editor with Information Security Media Group. And to provide some insights on this breach and its implications, I'm speaking with Sean Sullivan, a security advisor for F-Secure. Sean, thanks very much for joining me. Hi, thank you, Matt. So this is, by all accounts, a record-setting breach. It appears to have happened a couple of years ago, and Yahoo has spent the last couple of months, according to recent reports, investigating this. Are you surprised by either the size of the breach or the apparent delay in detecting it? Well, the delay is not a surprise to me, I think. A lot of other companies have also revised previous assessments of just how you know deep a breach occurred. So like LinkedIn and Dropbox, in the last several months, they've said like, well, actually, it wasn't this many accounts. It was this times four, this times five. So I think it's a matter of like seeing what's been available for sale in dark markets and kind of going back and cross-referencing what they, they knew and then doing just you know more forensic work. At first, that's not a surprise to me. I think that it would take a while to do the investigation. And what about the scale of this breach? I mean, as more records become digitized, obviously, we've got the potential for greater amounts of information being lost in one go, like the OPM breach, for example. Is the scale of this just a natural consequence of a company that has so many users? Yeah, I think that they're just a pioneering company on the internet and the web. So they just have that many users. I'm sure there's not that many active users on the blob of data that was grabbed, though. And I think it's important to point out this is like for the large part, really just a big encrypted chunk of data that they grabbed. They didn't actually grab a bunch of this stuff in plain text like other breaches have, have had happen. So theoretically, it would be more difficult, although not impossible, for attackers to crack the password hashes, for example? Yeah, I think so, based on what I've read thus far. And I guess Alex Stamos works for Facebook these days. He worked for Yahoo previously. And I'd imagine that they should at least be doing that stuff pretty well on the back end. The security questions being in plain text, that's kind of an issue, but it looks like they're trying to phase that out. To me, it seems like a lot of folks aren't aware of the fact that Yahoo has actually been pushing a type of two-factor authentication for a while. So my Yahoo account, you know, the security questions I had were based on what's my favorite character. I just tweeted an image of it. What's my favorite character map code? And um, easy come, easy go. I'm going to miss that security question, but it's not exactly something that I'm worried about becoming, you know, PII that's going to enable someone to get a credit card in my name. And the two-factor authentication means even if my password is out there in an encrypted blob and someone were to brute force it, they still shouldn't be able to log in because they need the device that I'm holding in order to get the two-factor code. So one of the takeaways from this is just as on the wire, criminals used burner cell phones, you should be using burner PII, i.e. things that aren't actually about you, but things that you've stored in a password manager, for example, and can thus remember. Yes, I think that's the case. In this case, it actually was a trivia question, some nerdy sort of question about what is my favorite character to type in on the character map. It's actually like what I use most frequently when I'm typing, you know, alt and then the number code. But, you know, if I didn't use that regularly, I'd forget it. And that's why I keep it in the password safe. When I used to have a Gmail account, I had a make up your own security question that was purely, what is in your password safe? And that was the question. And the answer was a 32 character long answer that only lived in this password safe. So I, I didn't even know the answer to the security question, really. Well, this seems like a great time to talk about password hygiene. If someone is new to the discipline, what are some of the basics here? Long and strong passwords, password managers, what sorts of things do you recommend? Well, more than long and strong, my concern is that it's unique. 
unique to the service in question, because a long, strong password that's secured in plain text on the service's back end is not strong. And this is really what this sort of breach brings up. Is this a password that you use across multiple sites? And if so, it's not just one service that's compromised. It's now half a dozen or a dozen services that are compromised because it's easy to create a script that will take your username as your email address, most likely. And then they'll just try the compromised password on multiple sites. And that's where we've seen like with uh, Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg's Twitter account was accessed using the password that was in LinkedIn. So you shouldn't reuse passwords. So I'd rather people use sort of medium strength passwords and be completely unique than focusing on long and strong and repeated use. Now, if you can do long and strong and unique, that's a win-win. That's better. But you'll need a password safe to keep it complex and unique. So you'll want to get a tool. Alternatively, if you do most of your computing from a, a desktop at home, write it down. Secure that document that you write stuff down on in a secure physical place. Your goal is to keep internet hackers from being able to get to your passwords. So if you've got a secure home, secure your passwords that way. But make them unique. Would you like to see more organizations rolling out things like password safes to their employees? Yes, I think a lot of corporations do offer something. The trick is offering the right sort of flexibility for apps that you can use on your phone or apps that you can use while sitting at your desk. Definitely, that's something that needs to be offered to employees, but it's very difficult to sort of mandate any particular solution. It is does fit into this larger hygiene problem as opposed to a security mandate problem. Looking, just touching on the Yahoo breach one more time, you raised a really interesting point about how there's been some excellent security talent at that organization. Theoretically, Yahoo's been improving its security since this breach, which appears to date from 2014, would have occurred. Do you think that it's likely that this same type of breach may not have been able to have been perpetrated today? Yes, I think so. I think the revelations from some of the documents that Edward Snowden leaked, uh, disclosed, really kind of woke up Silicon Valley to securing their systems, not just from outside threats, but also from internal security intelligence actors. I think the key thing here that a lot of people don't remember as well that might have been a wake-up call for an organization like Yahoo is in 2013, March of 2013, Facebook, Twitter, Apple, and Microsoft all acknowledged having gotten hacked via watering hole attack from iPhone dev SDK. And the justifiably paranoid security team at Facebook nipped it in the bud. So it sort of made news for a week and then... Nobody ever heard of it again because the infiltrators didn't actually get anything. Twitter was forced to reset 10,000 passwords from their oldest accounts because the encrypted data had been exfiltrated, right? But it wasn't a huge blow to them either because they caught it in motion and they shut it down. And I think that probably affected two dozen Silicon Valley firms from what I remember about the case. And I'm sure Yahoo could have been one of those at the time. So I wish there had been a bigger public post-mortem about that from the FBI and Facebook about how narrow a miss that was for them, what the damage could have been, because I think that would have been a lesson that Sony Pictures Entertainment should have learned sooner than later. So in between 2013 and when Sony had its big breach, I think probably Yahoo was already working on fixing their security. Hopefully now, again, this is just stuff that is previously a problem, but no longer. Is there anything else I should have asked here, do you think? Well, I'm being asked by others, you know, do you think Yahoo is like was trying to delay this? I, I don't think so. Yahoo has been suggesting that I should improve the security of my account for months now. So I think they have been nudging their users. If you are an active user, you've already been, you know, encouraged to improve the security of your account for a while now. And I think now 
they just have sort of like all the forensic work done. And so now it's official. So here's the official security notice. And the people who aren't active users are like, oh, my gosh, isn't this a surprise? But again, as someone who has this sort of legacy account that I do use, it's not a surprise to me. They've been encouraging me strongly to try to update this stuff. There is two-factor available. Yahoo is an organization where you could invent security questions as opposed to Apple.com, which still asks you stuff like, what was your first car and what was the street that you grew up on? That's not very hard for someone to figure out, honestly. So Apple implemented two-factor authentication for iCloud, but it still has lousy security questions and other sort of associated stuff where Yahoo improved that years ago. So I feel like people may be giving Yahoo a bunch of grief where all things considered, they're doing pretty well. So some lessons learned here for organizations that could find themselves targeted the way that Yahoo has been. Yes. And I think go back and look at the iPhone dev SDK case, and you'll see that uh, the key thing was Facebook was able to detect lateral movement across its network. And that's how they shut everything down. So if you don't have the right team in place and the right sensors in place to detect that sort of network infiltration, you'll find out about the breach once the you know, information is on the dark web as opposed to while it's in motion. Sean, thanks very much for your insights today. Thank you. For ISMG, I'm Matthew Schwartz. Thank you for joining us.